The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about hot topics and research articles. Our topic today is what's new? Hot topics number 76. What are the top foods high in vitamin C and why is this nutrient so critical? A research study shows that black patients are less likely to get high-tech prostate cancer therapy. And why is that? Not all dietary fiber is created equal. Which one is best for you? All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now, here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks-Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe, and with me is the one and only, Dr. Virginia D. Banks-Bright. How are you, D? Vicki Doe, what do you know? Hey. <laughs> How are you? I am fine. You know, it is kind of dreary and rain. It's been raining a lot oh, um, my goodness. this week. Yesterday I was driving, and it was just awful. It mm-hmm. was like snow, I mean, um raining and hail. I don't know. Are we going to be able to catch a break? We can't catch a break. No, and nowadays, nowadays when they uh, put out these um, breaking news and weather stuff, I pay attention because you never know these days. Stuff is stuff is worse than it used to be. So if they say yeah, it's a... Know some stuff mm-hmm. has come through here. I know. I my tree knocked down last. I had a tree knocked down last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you better pay attention. So, yeah. so I make sure that I pay attention because Absolutely. I don't want to be caught up in some stuff and, uh-uh. you know. In, in the top of your house when you should be in the bottom of your house. I, I know, right. <laughs> you know, these tornadoes are weird now. Oh, They're they something. All which and kinds of way, right? Yes, and they they flatten out stuff now. They don't they don't yeah. play around. They're not just tiptoeing around. You just lose the whole street. Lose the whole, the whole street. street. You know, do you notice that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lose the whole street. Lose the whole mm-hmm. city. I mean, it's 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 uh-huh. vicious and the flooding. So you know, yeah. we always say that climate change, honey, it's it's coming. It's coming. It's getting it us. Is. It's getting us. But we are here today. Yes, we are. We are. We are here today. This is episode two hundred and thirty-one. We're going to talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. And our topic today is what's new. Hot Topics number 76. And so what are the top foods that are high in vitamin C and why is this uh, nutrient so critical? Well, we know that vitamin C, it strengthens our immune system, our bones, our blood vessels, and our cells. And so we're going to discuss, you know, what type of foods should we be eating and all of that. We're going to be answering some of those questions and addressing some of those and much, much more on this episode. We want to make sure that you stay tuned with us. Stay tuned with us today. Right, Dee? Absolutely. I remember as 
Frankie Halfager. You remember Frankie Halfager? Yes, yes, yes. Frankie Halfager would say, stick and stay. That's stick it. Stay. Stick, right, right. And remember, he would say, stick and stay. Stick and stay. And guess what? Frankie Halfacre was the one that brought me on doing this show because at one time this show no. was on the radio. He's the one that kept saying, Vicky, Vicky, you have to bring your show on the radio. And I was like, you have to, Aww. well, I had to create the show. So he said, no, no, yeah. no, we need your show. We need a show. And that was the beginning of It's All About Health and Fitness. But it was wow. on the radio. Yeah, he was the one. That hit me to all of the radio Aww. stuff. Yeah. Aww. Isn't that something? Frankie Hathaway. That was I years ago. That was years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was way back yeah. in before some of my students in my dance class were even yeah. born. When I talk about uh, yeah. 2002, they look at me and go, ooh, I was just born. What? I, I know, right? You'd be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but or that was, was or weren't born. Or weren't born. Or weren't born. Isn't that yeah. something? But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about a lot of things on this show. Uh, we're gonna be talking about our research articles and hot topics. And so, folks, we want you to listen up. Stop depending on willpower and motivation alone to help you lose those stubborn pounds. Uh, we want you to learn how to create holistic and sustainable lifestyle habits that will give you lasting results. And so we can help you with that. We want you to enroll. Enroll in our Vikido Fitness, our step-by-step weight loss boot camp masterclass. It's our online 12-week or 90 days, 12-week comprehensive weight loss program that embraces the holistic approach to sustainable, healthy lifestyle habits for weight loss and long-lasting transformation. It's online, folks. This program, this program has all of the necessary components to help you attain the results that you want. It has the exercise training. With our personal training, our health fitness coaching app, we have our health and nutrition educations, uh, education with our modules. We have the healthy eating menus, our sample menus. We have social support and accountability, which is very important. We have all of those things in this program, and you will get results. Results will be that you will start living healthy, but you will lose the weight and keep it off if you maintain consistency and form these lifestyle habits. So listen, listen, go to www.vikidofitness.com forward slash bootcamp and find out more about this weight loss and wellness program. Make sure you sign up today and I can't wait to see you there. Also, folks, don't forget to check out our resources page. It's still there, vikidofitness.com forward slash resources. There you will find products and services that will be helpful to you as you embrace a life of health and fitness. We have a variety of items on our resource list for you to check out and try. We have Reebok, Warby Parker, Polar. In fact, I've been wearing my Polar monitor, our tracker my on my 
arm doing all my steps and so forth and so on. So we got the Polar monitor and fitness trackers there. You got the iRemedy Healthcare. Yeah, we still have to buy masks, you know, even though people ain't wearing masks, but we still, I know, right? we still, right. We still have to buy it. We still need to. We still need to. All right. So iRemedy Healthcare is still there. The right stuff. That's a medical supply space online for caregivers. You can find all kinds of things on that website. Art of Tea. Those of you that love tea like I do, go check out Art of Tea on our website, on our resources page. My Lab Box. Yes, now they have added so many things that you can do where you can check your labs and do all that right at home and sit it in. Send it in for it can get analyzed and all that. Check out my lab box, ecolunchbox.com, and much more. But let's talk a little bit about eco. I've been talking about that a lot um, lately, lunchbox.com. And it's, it's a, a, a space online, a place where you can go. Um, you can get your stainless steel, your bento boxes. Uh, they're eco-friendly lunchware. Now is the time, you know, school is almost over, but we're going to be starting those um, summer camps and, and doing a lot of the programs now because some of the guidelines have lifted and the restrictions have lifted off for COVID. And so this is a time for you guys to really check out the ecolunchbox.com. They have um, lunch bags and napkins, snack snack sacks, and just a lot of eco-friendly lunchware, but also cookware and so forth for you to check out. They are a certified green business. And yes, let's invest in our environment by getting these friendly lunchboxes and silverware. They're colorful. They're beautiful, right? Let's say goodbye to the plastic. <laughs> yeah, that deteriorates <clears throat> after a billion years. Yes, yes, yes. And so go check it out. They have containers. Those of you that they, they showed something that was very funny on Facebook. They showed how men put leftovers in the refrigerator. And all, when you open it up, all you saw were these pots. <laughs> where men they just took the pots off the stove and just put it in the refrigerator that was their that's how they would refrigerate their leftovers <laughs> so when you open up the refrigerator it had that's like about right. that's about right it had about four or five different pots right. yeah that's about right so yeah, you don't have to do right. that folks you don't have to do that you can use these eco-friendly containers right and put your leftovers there. Goodbye to plastic. They have wonderful, unique containers. Check it out. They always have sales going on as well. So go to ecolunchbox.com on our resources page. Go to vickidofitness.com forward slash resources and check it out. There's so much other things on this resources page. So I want to make sure that I remind you guys to go and check it out. And remember, when you go on this page, when you use any of the affiliate links to buy any of the products and services on our resources page, you're supporting us here at Vicky Doe Fitness. And as always, Dee, what do we say, Dee? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support.
Well, D, yes, yes. Yesterday was the last day of school for me. I did it by Zoom. I did a Zoom meeting. All right. Yippee. Yes, with my students, and it was great. And so now we're branching on to the finals week. And so I finished writing all my finals, and I've posted them. And so now it's... Now it's just, you know, getting in the grind, grading all of these projects and all these labs and all that kind of stuff, you know, the assignments. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I bet you can't wait for it to start next year again. Uh, That will be a no. That will be a no. Mm-hmm. I just thought I would ask. Or like, 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 like a uh, uh, Wayne says, Professor Wayne. He says, "No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am." I heard that. I have heard that. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm finished with that four minute. Even though I'm still would be going in and out of Kent uh-huh. doing little um, initiatives and workshops and so forth and so on. But, yeah, I can only teach for so long because I got, you know, Vicky Doe Fitness. We always teaching up in here, though, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We always absolutely. teaching. Yeah. So that's absolutely. that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, do, I do not want to forget that this is May 4th. And on campus, you know, they shut down the campus. And, yeah, we, we kind of have this memorial now it's longer it used to be you You had a memorial today yeah it's today so it happens um usually they they um, close everything after 12 you know 12 noon they um close things down and so then they have a lot of programs and services and you know yeah yes they've they've been doing that for many years and now it's a little bit longer now. They, they, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's longer now. It's just not the day. It's um, tomorrow. They have different events that are happening oh, wow. as well. But today is all day. And so, yeah. You know, Vicki, it was 50. I, I put on Facebook today, it was 52 years ago. Mm-hmm. Fair to say that I was, of course, I was a child prodigy. I was Doogie Howser, so I was only five. Okay, but yes, anyway, yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> But I was asking my fellow baby boomers, you know, what were you doing? And it was just kind of interesting to see. Of course, you know, some people weren't born. I said, okay, right, forget you. Right, um, right, right. But there were a lot of my friends who, uh, <coughs> like for me, mm-hmm. I, um, if I may, mm-hmm. remember it very well. I was a senior in college at Western College for Women down in Oxford, Ohio, where Miami of Ohio is. Okay. And... Um, I was taking a theater class my last semester. I took theater and biochemistry together. It was kind of funny. But anyway, we were practicing for a passion play. Okay. A passion play is one of those religious plays about, you know, the crucifixion and all of that. And I was playing a gladiator. And so I was down in the amphitheater. And all of a sudden, some kids came running down the hill, girls, because that was an all-girls school. Okay. Screaming about how things had, there were killings and so forth mm-hmm. and see what these kids don't realize today we had no cnn right so i had a little television in my 
I was the only one in my dorm that had a TV. My dad bought me a little black and white. And we all huddled around the, you know, uh, little black and white television. There was no CNN. There was no yes. news outlet. And so for a long time that day, we didn't really even know what had happened. I just know that. And then the administration had then put a word out that it was official that some kids had been killed. And, you know, we were just, it was a very yes. somber time. Yeah. Very somber. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Vietnam and all that kind of stuff. And, right. Yeah, and it was in the height now of. Now, on campus, do they have a memorial? I can't oh, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right up on, right where I used to park when I would be teaching and going down to the exercise science, the gym annex. It's right on the top of the hill. We would walk out of there because that whole spot is where it happened. Uh So I would go down that hill every morning going to inside the gym annex. But yeah, that whole, that top, top of the hill, all that, that's where those four, you can see the four pillows there. They got it there in the parking lot there. Um, and then they oh, gather around, they close it out. So right now it's closed out. Nobody can park there. And they, they're, people are gathering and they're having different uh, programs and, and, and things that are happening. Yeah. Yep. Mm, wow. So, yeah, four students died. Isn't that something? Yeah. Weren't we, yeah. weren't we somewhere? Weren't we somewhere at, and I think you were with me, we were somewhere and a guy that was, a student there at the time, he was sitting at the table with us. Remember? Oh. I can't remember either. I don't. It was me. Were we at a Kent State event? We were at some kind of event. I cannot remember. Uh-uh. And he was telling uh-uh. us, I think um, maybe it was me and Nate going um, somewhere at some function. And it was just wow. interesting to hear his perspective of it. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, that was a. Uh, and then, you know, you forget also, it wasn't just the kids that died. There were several kids that were shot, that were paralyzed. Uh, yes, that were wounded. And then it was a that lot of wounded. lot of stuff going on downtown Kent. You know, they had they had right. a lot of riots and stuff. Remember? Uh, yeah, they right. were talking about right. that. And nobody right. really talks about it. When right. you really look at the different um, documentaries and stuff on that whole event, it was a lot of stuff that were happening all over campus. Yes. yes. Downtown. Yes. 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 Yep. yep. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Those are the things that we think about in the National Guard. You know, certain things can go wrong, right? Certain things yeah. can go wrong. Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of, and, you know, and then also what came out later years, a lot of those National Guardsmen were traumatized. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, some of them shot. They didn't know whether they had actually shot a person. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, their guns went off and they didn't, you know, I don't think they did any kind of uh, ballistic studies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of those National Guardsmen had uh, post-traumatic, it, that's what it's called now, post-traumatic yes. stress. Yes, yes, uh, they did. Disorders and stuff like that behind that. So there was a lot of psychodynamics. Yes. Uh, psychosocial dynamics yes. behind that whole day. Yes, that happened. You know. And so, yeah, so, you know, like I said, we are, that's what we're doing now. We're celebrating, uh, not celebrating, but just remembering, you know, right, right, the, the right. things that happen. And yeah, and our hearts go out to all the families, like you said, they you know. Do. They, yeah, that 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 yes that really were affected because of that 
one-day event. Isn't that something? Yes. That one-day event, Governor Rose. Governor Rose was the governor at that time. Yep, that one-day event. Yep. So, yeah, so that's that. That's what's going on at Kent. So, but but your... I know your week though. How was your week? We'll get back to your stuff. Good. Uh, Went back to went up to the famous Cleveland Museum of Art last. I think I went last Thursday. Okay. Just kind of played a little bit of hooky, and they have a great, uh, two great exhibitions. Well, one exhibition and one is coming. Okay. Uh, They have an exhibition on Giacometti. Giacometti was um, this um, man sculptor who uh, who did these really small small. Figures. When you go to, you know, museums all over the world. Oh, okay. I think I remember seeing that. Right. Well, they it's it's bronze, but the, the, they are so tiny. Okay. Um, you know, they're they they can be tall, but they're also very um, thin. Okay. And so that was the first time that I had ever seen a body of his work. Okay. And it was really good. You know, and it's all you know. We went I, and when I walked in, mm-hmm. it reminded me of when we went up to see um, Kusama. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And we saw Kusama, but yes. Giacometti. His name was Alberto Giacometti. He was from Switzerland. Okay. Um, and then he went ultimately went to Paris to work. So it's a it's a night was just a nice afternoon of going to see a lot of his very distinctive works. If you've seen them, you know his works are all like I said these skinny bronze figures. So that was nice, and then just kind of went around and looked at some other their uh, modern art uh, collection and stuff. But what's coming for everybody is mm-hmm. uh, May the 8th uh-huh. will be the opening of a black art photography show Okay. at the museum. And I was fortunate enough to be on the other night uh, on a Zoom call with a, a new curator for fashion design okay. at the Cleveland Museum of Art, a young African-American young man who came on and was just so full of them and vigor and vitality. And it's, it looks like he showed some pictures from the exhibition. It looks like it's going to be really, really good. So yeah, I need to go. I haven't be been for a minute. might be something that you want to go up there and check out. You know, maybe when the girls come home, mm-hmm. we'll all make a day of it, going and seeing the Giacometti exhibition and going to see this black art. And so on Friday, they're having a great big uh, opening uh, party. I won't be able to attend, but, you know, just something to celebrate that. So the the Cleveland Museum is really in terms of their diversity and bringing in a diversity of of work. uh, They they do do really well. And then I also have to, you know, continue to brag on our Butler Institute of American Art. Yes, yes. Finishing up the exhibition on Al Bright's work, Professor yes. Al Bright's work, and then also for Black History Month, they have Philip Smallwood, yes, who uh, was an African American, is an African American painter from um, Pittsburgh. So it was just all, you know, we have we have some art things going on in our community. Well, that's a good thing. Uh, and North, let's put North Northeast Ohio. Yeah, Northeast Ohio. Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Yes. So that was my week. All right. So yeah. I have to once I get from under all this grading and stuff. I know that's right. I'ma give. I'ma <laughs> I'm I'm right. give myself a, a break and I'ma no, invite the girls, and we yeah. can go do something like that. Some little girl yeah. time, me time, yeah, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. What is going on this week, D? It's a whole bunch of stuff everything. going on. Everything, D, and and we had so everything. much, but I was like, you know what? No. 
that Roe versus Wade thing, you know, that's going, that's some deep stuff. That's the, hey, all the pink pussy hats going to be coming on. <laughs> How do you do I know. You know what? I got to go find mine. <laughs> One of my girlfriends made me. <laughs> I forgot about that hat. One of my girlfriends made me one. Okay, yeah. I got to go find my hat. Yes, I said, uh oh, these pink pussy folks, these pink oh, pussy hats, no, they gonna know, be. And they, the, that night that it was announced, they were already in front of the Supreme Court. I know, uh, I know. You know, with all that, so this is going to be another very divisive. Yes, it is. Thing that's going gonna be perpetrated on our community. Yes, yes, yes. And so you know, I was saying, I was like, you know, really. Okay, so, you know, abortion, do we need to worry about that in the black community? Because we got all these baby kids. I don't know if we even have an abortion. So then... I said, well, let me find out. I did some research and looked at the stats. Yeah. And, and we are four okay. times as more likely to have what? abortion. Really? Isn't that something? Black folks. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're four times as more likely. So I said, well, shoot. Well, you know, I think part of the problem, and this may be something that one day we want Dr. Lolly to come back and talk about. I'm often saying to her, you know, in our days, you know, you were counting your fingers and toes till your period started and uh-huh. hoping that you weren't. And there were, I remember with the start of the birth control pills. And uh-huh. now I say to her, there should be really no reason to get pregnant. There's about 95 things you can use, Vicki, yes. to get pregnant. Yes. And she says, well, you assume that people don't want to get pregnant, which is one arm of it. Yes. But then again, I don't think that a lot of healthcare providers, and I don't want to cast a wide net, okay. but maybe they're not uh, giving to these young women okay. um, education enough to be able to protect themselves. You know, there's shots that you can get to keep from getting pregnant for two or three months or something like that. I mean, I'm, this is yes. totally out of my area especially, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, they got all kinds so, of stuff, but I don't know if they that, teach that. Do they? How can people find out? And do we make our, and do doctors offer it to patients? Like, we're going to talk about another subject here right. uh, in a few minutes but you know uh, and just like uh with PEP yes exposure prophylaxis for HIV mm-hmm. you're still finding that the the great majority of people who are not making themselves who are not getting the medication are African American right so that's a very important that's very important uh information that you dug out there that what are we four four we're four times as likely to have abortions we are high up there and then then it's hispanics latino hispanics and and then white so all this really affects us i'm gonna throw in i'm gonna throw in another monkey wrench okay i remember going back to college Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes i wonder if these statistics are skewed for example or somewhat okay okay i think it's well known that in several communities that, and I just saw a show on that. There's a show that I like on PBS called Ask the Midwives, and they were just talking about okay. this topic. About it was about about midwives in London. Okay, but okay. you know, more more women who have money, who have wealth uh-huh. uh, of of certain eth- uh, ethnic groups, would go and have abortions, and you would never know. So they're exactly. not part of those statistics. All right. I'm just gonna throw that up on the wall. Yes. Yes. I remember at my college, there were several women who were Caucasian whose, you know, parents took them home mm. and had an abortion and they came back to school and nobody ever knew the difference. Mm. But when you're black and you've got to go to a clinic, Planned Parenthood or something, you're counted. You're counted. 
That's and exactly I it. Maybe let's tease it out. You are so right on that. It, it, it kind of floored me a little bit. I was like, mm, that doesn't sound, that sounds, mm. that makes sense. That Some makes sense. You're only counted. If you show up at a clinic mm. and they get your race and ethnicity and all that, if your father or mother arranged for you to have an abortion Didn't, and hey. all that is arranged and so forth, and your race and ethnicity doesn't have to be recorded, you're not going to be recorded. And then it becomes a DNC. Correct. <laughs> and that was what this show was Instead about. of an abortion, you're just life. scraping your it walls. This was in London. Uh-huh. This was a very, very, at a very affluent hospital. Uh-huh. And the nurse was observing, and she got very upset because he was talking about this was a DNC when, in fact, it was an abortion. Ah, yep. And so I know for a fact at my school that there were several girls mm-hmm. who went away, had abortions, and came back. And they weren't counted. Mm. So I'm just saying, not to discount our numbers of being high, I believe that they are true. But I think, you know, we have to also remember that that abortion thing which makes me so angry because I remember the back alley abortion, abortion days. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. abortion thing, abortions are always going to happen. Yes, yes. People are always going to get pregnant accidentally for whatever reason. Incest, rape, just got pregnant with somebody. Or just want to have some, just want to get some. Oh, right, <laughs> right, exactly. So, and, right. and didn't and, practice, you know, you know safe sex. Stand, one night stand and no yes. sex and boom, bam, boom. There it is, yeah. And so are we going to resort back to, I've been listening to a lot of these women, and you know what I'm surprised at, Vicki? Uh-huh. A lot of the Congress women are coming out talking about the abortions that they've had. I know, right? Oh, my God. Barbara Lee, uh-huh. I don't think I'm saying anything out of school. She nope, was she was on there, She's yeah. a congressman from California. Yeah. She came out mm-hmm. and said she had an abortion, mm-hmm. and she survived, but many different. I think that was the headline. They said, you know, and then here's the other thing. They said it was leaked out. The draft was, was leaked. That's what, they, that's what I heard. So who leaked it? Yeah. You know, did a law clerk leak it? Did you know, people are saying, well, did Roberts leak it? Did, was it an inside job? It's almost like Watergate. I know, it's right? Like Watergate. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Who leaked it? Who leaked it? And leaked it to Politico, you know, a legitimate right. uh, news outlet. Mm-hmm. They had no reason not to believe it because their information is usually pretty accurate. Yeah. And then, bam, here it is, Alito's draft. And we know that they've been thinking like that, so... This is coming, so we know it's coming. Yeah, and they said it, they were supposed to deliver this ruling by June. So, hmm. Is that right? Before, yeah. they, before the they, Supreme uh, Court was expected, yeah, yeah, to officially deliver its ruling by June 2022. Here's the thing. It said more than half of U.S. women who get an abortion are in their 20s, and the vast majority of these procedures are done early in pregnancy, add up to 13 weeks gestation, mm-hmm. according to... U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC. Only about 6% of abortions are performed between 14 and 20 weeks, okay? And fewer than 1% are done later in pregnancy. Roughly two in five abortions in the country are done using the medication. Abortion pills have been legal for more than two decades as an option. 
for ending pregnancies up to about 10 weeks. And there were roughly, what, 630,000 legal abortions in the U.S. in 2019. Wow. That's a lot of people, ain't it? 630,000. There were 11.4 abortions for every 1,000 women ages 15 to 44. 21% decline, though, from the abortion weight in 2010. Mm -hmm. So it's actually going down. So with all this stuff going on, if the Supreme Court overturned Roe, abortion will be likely banned immediately in 24 states and remain legal in 21. Of course, you know. Of course, you know we ain't on. We, you know, we ain't on choosing nothing. We can't even. Right. Why is anybody surprised about that? No. And then, of course, we know down south. Yeah. Alabama, Georgia. You know, I'm from ATL. You know, hey. Yeah. Guam. I thought was interesting. Guam, right? Because you know, T used to live in Guam. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He sure did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Guam. Of course, you know, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, all the way to South Dakota, which I thought was interesting. Utah. Well, that's the Mormons. Over there, Utah. Yeah, right. But then you got you're gonna have seven folks or seven states that guarantee abortion access in state constitutions or you know, uh, what laws and all that. We got New York, of course, Hawaii, Connecticut, you know, Oregon. But the key is can people okay, so if this happens, can people travel out of their state to have legal abortions? Well, about 8% of U.S. patients travel out of the state for abortion procedures, according to a 2017 study. This That's pro- a lot. I know. This proportion was far higher in several states with some of the most restrictive access laws. Three in four women left Wyoming for abortions and over, so three in four women, that's a lot, left Wyoming for abortions. And over 55% of women travel out of South Carolina and Missouri. That's a lot. Currently, travel out of state for an abortion is legal, but some states with restrictive abortion laws may enact laws banning travel to other states for these procedures. Wow. So that's going to be something, too. So it's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. Yeah. Will abortion pills still be an option? As mentioned above, medication, abortion, a regimen of the drugs. What's this drug called? Meth. What is it? I don't even know this. Mephipreston. 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 Wow. Mm. Is an option. It's an option for um, ending pregnancies up to about 10 weeks gestation and the u.s uh what food the fda food and drug administration fda has long required women to obtain a prescription for these pills at an in-person visit the policy was temporarily lifted during COVID 19 pandemic to enable prescriptions via the telemedicine visits okay several states restrict the use of these pills in 32 states only physicians can provide these uh, medicines and not even nurse practitioners or other providers. There are also 19 states that require doctors to 
physically be in the same room with the women when they take the pills. Wow. So, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I, I said, let me research this thing and see what's going on with this. You know, I ain't got to worry about it for me. You know, I, you know, I'm long gone through that. But. You know, I'm long, long. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness, grief. So long ago thinking about any of this stuff. Wow. I know. But, you know, I do have young daughters and so forth, so it's right. like. And the ramifications, like uh, as you laid out, the ramifications are significant and major. They're and major. I, mean, I was listening to, um, I think it's Congressman Duckworth. I think she's a congressman. I think she's a senator, but I'm not sure. She uh-huh. was talking about how, you know, this could also impact issues of in vitro fertilization. Of, oh, yeah. You know, eggs and so forth. What happens if you have to destroy an egg and because oh, yeah. something is going on? She's a senator. She's sen- I'm sorry, Senator Duckworth. Okay. And all kinds of ramification about fertilization issues. And the thing that is so... You know, as people say, you know, people talk about it's about abortion, but it's also about women's rights. Yes. And these decisions are being made by men. And, you know, if people are, I don't watch the show, uh-huh. but they're likening it to that show, with, I guess that character Gilead on, what is the name of that show that Lyle? Handmade, what Something is it? Something like that. Handmade Tale. Yes. That's it. Right. So, I mean, you it, you say these things in jest, but it is becoming a thing where women's rights are slowly dwindling. Yes, they are. And then the and question... what's the implications of that for our daughters and granddaughters? Right, but the question is why? Why is it... Right. I mean, why is it that need to always do that? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Yep. So, so yeah. there we go. So, yeah, it's going to be... Is. This is going to be... Hot. This is going to stay tuned for this one. Oh, this one. This is going to, hey, look, we better bring out our pink pussy hats and get my hat. (laughs) 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 And keep it rolling. That's it. Find my hat that my my girlfriend Leslie made for me. All right now. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, do you have any latest, D, about COVID or anything? The only or? latest that I have is, yes, you know, the White House Correspondents Dinner oh, was yeah. uh, last I saw week. That. And they already have a few cases of COVID. Now, they were very strict. You had to show, you know, your vaccination and you had to have a, a COVID test. But, you know, as we know, mm-hmm. all these protective things, don't, excuse me, don't necessarily work. You could be incubating it and your test is negative. Right, so right. I would just say to you, I was listening to Sanjay Gupta today, mm-hmm. that, you know, we're still having variants. And I would just say to people, I mean, everybody, we know that everybody wants to get out and have a good time. And I'm, and I'm all for that. I would just say, be very prudent and wise on not wearing your mask. Yes. You know, if you're in a in a situation, in an environment with a lot of people, and we know that the BA2 variant is out, just be very wise and mindful that this virus ain't gone nowhere. No, it's not. And so you better go on up to um, Vicky Doe Fitness Resources, our resources page, our remedy, healthcare online, yeah. and get you some more, uh, what, some more masks. Yeah, it's not going anyplace, and masks are still going to be needed. Yes, they're going to be needed. Oh, yeah. All right, so thanks. Thank you, Dee. You are so welcome. <laughs> you are so welcome. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe. 
I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own, Haywood Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. And our topic today is what's new, hot topics number 76. And so our first article, we're talking about the top foods high in vitamin C and why the nutrient is so critical. And you can find this on Everyday Health. You can find this article written on EverydayHealth.com. And it says vitamin C. It's critical because vitamin C, vitamin C strengthens our immune system, our bones, and our blood vessels and cells. And so here we go. It says the Hungarian biochemist, what was his name? Albert. Albert. And don't get me pronouncing names because you know I can't. Gorgie or something like that. Something like that. Vitamin C, right? Vitamin C in the 1930s, hundreds of years after more than 2 million sellers died of a gruesome um, disease, they likely could have staved off with more. um, They could have had more fruits and vegetables aboard that ship. And we know the disease was called scurvy, which for centuries was not known to be caused by a deficiency in ascorbic acid, vitamin, or vitamin C, according to the American Chemical Society. Most produce contains vitamin C in amounts sufficient to keep such extreme deficiency at bay. So why is vitamin C so important? Marissa Moore, who's a registered dietitian who's based in Atlanta, says that the vitamin plays a critical role in maintaining tissues, keeping bones healthy, and protecting cells and blood vessels from damage. Vitamin C is a nutrient we need for so many processes in the body, she says, and it's one of the, those essential vitamins we can't make in our bodies. Because of its powerful antioxidant um, properties, vitamin C can help regenerate cells, support the immune system, and help the body absorb iron, according to the NIH Office of Dietary Supplements. Other touted benefits of vitamin C may include reducing the risk of heart disease and memory conditions like dementia and protecting against 
eye diseases such as macular degeneration. Without vitamin C, your body literally falls apart. Back when vitamin C deficiency was more prevalent, says the Science History Institute, it caused people's gums to bleed and teeth to fall out. Ooh, Lord have mercy, right? The deficiency, I know, right, could even lead to death from internal hemorrhaging. When physicians realized citrus fruits had a role in preventing scurvy, ships were stocked with limes. That is how the term limey used to refer to sellers, okay, and that's how it was coined. Don't worry, your chances of getting scurvy today are slim to none. It's nothing at least, it's something at least in developed um, nations that we really don't think about because vitamin C is in so many of the foods we eat daily. There are also plenty of vitamin C supplements and multivitamins containing vitamin C out there. But more recommends getting nutrients from whole foods. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, does not regulate dietary supplements. And the agency notes that they're different from drugs in that they aren't intended to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure diseases. Studies on vitamin C supplements are limited, but research has not found that any one supplement is better than other forms, according to the Office of Dietary Supplements. If you're already getting vitamin C from food, taking supplements may or may not be beneficial. Access um, vitamin C will mostly be excreted from the body in the urine. We always say that, you know, but that's because it's water soluble. So uh, any other supplements, and this is what I'm saying, any other supplements that you take that are fat soluble, they get stored. So that's why you can develop toxicity. At least a good thing with vitamin C you just got expensive urine, all right? If you if you get too much, your pee costs a lot of money, all right? But it's saying, yes, it will get excreted from the body in the urine. Yes, what is the re- recommended daily allowance, the RDA of vitamin C? It's extremely difficult to overdose on vitamin C through food alone, but it is possible to experience side effects if you somehow overdo it on supplements. The NIH recommends that adults get no more than 2,000 milligrams a day. It's equally difficult to be vitamin C deficient unless you live somewhere with less access to fruits and vegetables. Moore says at the very minimum, your body needs 10 milligrams of vitamin C per day. But the recommended daily allowance, the RDA, varies depending on age, gender, life stage, and lifestyle choices like smoking. According to the research published by the U.S. Food and Nutrition Board, among people age 19 and older, the RDA is, the recommended daily allowance, RDA, is 90 milligrams for men and 75 milligrams for women. Someone who smokes regularly needs extra vitamin C and should get an additional 35 milligrams per day. Pregnant women need 85 milligrams, and lactating women require 120 milligrams of vitamin C. The Office of Dietary Supplements lists certain groups of people who have a higher risk of vitamin C deficiency. Research, such as the study published in July 2020 in the journal Nutrients, 
has shown smokers have lower vitamin C levels than non-smokers, and thus they need a little extra in their diet. Infants who are fed evaporated or boiled milk, both of which are deficient in vitamin C, may not be getting enough, getting enough of the nutrients they need. Medical conditions that cause malabsorption and certain chronic diseases may reduce the body's ability to absorb vitamin C, increasing the amount the body needs according to the International Foundation for Gastrointestinal Disorders. Michael Wald, who's an MD and a um, PhD, a registered dietitian in New York, Chappaqua. Chappaqua. Where's that near? Chappaqua. That's, uh, Chappaqua is, I think, up there by, um, oh, there's a place on the lake that has uh, people go up there oh. and stuff like that. It's like uh, not too, going in the direction of Buffalo. Okay, Buffalo. Okay, okay. All right. Dr. Michael Michael Wald is the host of the podcast. He has a podcast called Ask the Blood Detective. Says that the RDA is the minimum amount needed to prevent vitamin C deficiency and it isn't necessarily representative of the ideal vitamin C value each person needs. What foods are the highest? Well, because per the NIH, the FDA does not require food labels to list the vitamin C that um, naturally occurs in foods. Only the amount of vitamin C that has been added, right, is required to be listed. It can be difficult to know which packaged foods are good sources. Luckily, plenty of whole foods such as fruits and vegetables are chock full of C. Some like red bell peppers can provide more than 100% of the DV of the vitamin in one or two servings, okay? That's what the USDA um, data demonstrates. People should always begin with a diet high in fruits and vegetables, says Dr. Wall. Age, genetics, absorption, disease, exercise, stress, sleep, alcohol, and various other lifestyle factors all play a role in the amount of vitamin C one needs. Note that cooking affects the nutrient content of foods. Because vitamin C is heat sensitive and water soluble, the longer you cook a food with vitamin C, C, the more C is lost. And that's oh, wow. that comes from an article that's published in April 2018 journal Food Science and Biotechnology. The authors wrote that microwaving a food with vitamin C led to better retention of the nutrient than boiling. It's even better if you eat high vitamin C foods raw. Vegetables that, that are sense, of course. Yeah. Vegetables that are high in vitamin C. Here are some of the foods recommended by the NIH that contain vitamin C, as well as flavonoids, bioflavonoids. These are powerful antioxidants found in fruits and veggies that work with vitamin C. The following vegetables are excellent sources. Excellent sources of vitamin C, according to USDA data. Bell peppers. One cup portion of chopped red bell peppers has 191 milligrams of vitamin C. Red and green chili peppers. One red chili pepper contains 64.8 milligrams of vitamin C. Dark green leafy vegetables. This includes your garden crash, your kale, your mustard greens, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, and broccoli. For example, one cup of chopped broccoli has 81.2 milligrams of vitamin C. One medium... Uh, medium Dr. Joe, I have a question. Yes. Does that include spinach? Because I'm waiting for my spinach soup. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, yes, yes. We got some spinach for you. Yes, we got okay. some spinach for you. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm gonna have to do it uh, pretty soon once we once we pass Memorial Day and we put the the furniture out there and you just come and just have a okay. good spinach stew <laughs> soup day. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. yes. Now, I yes. thought that was interesting. They have one medium-sized potato has 17.7 milligrams of vitamin that. C. Now, is that a sweet potato or just No, they just said potatoes. potatoes. They just said potatoes. Okay. But I'm sure the sweet potatoes, because yeah. it has the, the uh, beta carotene and stuff in it, might yeah. have some vitamin C as a little bit more. Yeah. Who knows? So I'm going to yeah. have to look that up. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so fruits that are high in vitamin Vitamin C, citrus fruits, fruit juices are famous, um, but there aren't alone or even the best source. The following fruits are excellent sources. Gava, strawberries, papaya, oranges, kiwi. One, one kiwi fruit has 64 milligrams of vitamin C. Blackberries, one cup has 30 milligrams. Lemons and limes. Okay, has 19.5, lemon 34.4. What does science say about vitamin C for specific health conditions? There's no disputing. Vitamin C is a vital um, compound needed for healthy functioning of bodies. The list of afflictions and conditions vitamin C is suggested to improve or prevent is ever growing. But not all claims are backed by science. Neurodegenerative diseases, vitamin C can help. Alzheimer's disease, multiple sclerosis, Hunter's, uh, Huntington's disease, Parkinson's disease, okay? This was published in um, 2017 in the journal Nutrition. Nutrients looked at the literature on vitamin C mm-hmm. and neurodegenerative diseases and found promising results for the treatment of neurological diseases. In this was animal studies, though, but human studies are both limited and lacking in evidence. This was in animal studies. So they're doing a lot of things, you know, various cancers. We got cancers, you know, breast cancer found that breast cancer. This study surveyed 102,000 women and breast cancer. Yeah. 24 years over 20 and found that breast cancer risk for those who consume more than 5.5 servings of fruits and vegetables daily was lowered by 11 percent. Eye issues, cataracts. So they got a lot of stuff, depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. common cold. We give a lot to patients in the hospital with COVID. Okay. We don't know the mechanism of the action, but everybody who is in the hospital who can take it gets vitamin C and zinc in the hospital with COVID. And I prescribe it for anybody who gets newly infected to get a thousand milligrams. You know, you get those little packets of powder. Yes. Pour them in some orange juice or pour them in whatever beverage you want and take that. That's what we prescribe for COVID. So it's good for 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 looking young and vital, you know. Yeah. You you put it on your skin. It stimulates yeah. the production of collagen. And so yeah. yeah. They have a lot of creams that have vitamin C in them. They yes, they creams. do. Yeah, creams and yeah. serums. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So all that to say, you guys need to go check this out so you can look at this article, the top foods high in vitamin C and why the nutrient is so critical. This is uh-huh. a good article. So I got to I always pop some vitamin C anyway. Uh, yeah, me too. Me that's too. it. 
I was in the drugstore the other day, and this lady who often waits on me, she notices that I get a lot of creams and stuff and some vitamin C. She goes, Doc, what does all this stuff do? And I thought to myself, well, and I said, well, probably a lot less than I think it does. (laughs) (laughs) She fell out laughing. I mean... Hey, yeah, hey, look, it's the thought that counts. I think it does. Yes. Whatever. I said, it's just the thought. He fell out laughing. She said, you buy a lot? I said, yeah, well, a lot less than I think it does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, Lord. you know, hey, we got to oh, do what we got to do. Hey, you Do know? what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Right? That's it. If you throw something up on the wall, it might hit. It might. Whatever. It just yeah. might. Yeah. You throw stuff on the wall, it might so I'm going to do this next article Okay. patients less likely to get high tech prostate cancer therapy and we were talking briefly earlier about access to care this all comes under access to care Yep. access to treatment Mm so it came out a couple of days ago on Healthy Daily News, use of a high-tech radiation cancer treatment called proton beam therapy, PDT, has increased overall in the United States, but black patients are getting it less often than white patients, two new studies show. Traditional radiation treatment is photon-based, but PDT uses photons to deliver high-energy beams, more precisely the tumors, and reduce damage to surrounding healthy tissue. PDT can be better than traditional radiation therapy for tumors with complex anatomy. Tumors surrounded by sensitive tissues and childhood cancers, but PBT can be twice as expensive, according to the American Cancer Society. And again, PBT is proton beam therapy. To assess the use of PBT in the United States, researchers analyzed data on nearly 6 million patients in the National Cancer Database. They found that overall use of PBT for newly diagnosed cancers rose from 0.4% in 2004 to 1.2 in 2018. Private coverage was the most common type of insurance among patients treated with PBT for recommended cancers, while Medicare was the most common insurance among patients treated with PBT for cancer for which the treatment's efficacy is still under investigation. The study also found that black patients were less likely to be treated with PBT than white patients, 0.3% versus 0.5%, especially for cancers for which PBT is recommended over traditional radiation therapy. In fact, this racial disparity widened as the number of facilities offering PBT increased. Mm. Mm. And the disparity did not disappear after the researchers accounted for socioeconomic status or type of insurance. Mm. Mm. The studies were published in the journal of JAMA, Journal of the American Medical Association Network Open. We found that PBT use increased nationally between 2004 and 2018 for all eligible cancers, especially for cancers for which PBT is the recommended radiation treatment, says Letitia Noguera, lead author of both studies. She is senior principal scientists, health services research at the American Cancer Society. Especially concerning, however, was our findings also showed racial disparities increased as availability of PBT increased in the United States. McGarrett mm. mm. said in a society news release, our findings unfortunately highlight the fact that black patients continue to benefit less mm. from advances in medicine. 
Mm. Like TBT, even with increased availability of recommended treatment modalities, Mogera said, efforts other than increasing the number of facilities that provide TBT will be needed to eliminate these disparities. Here we go. Here we go, right? Here we go. That sounds very familiar, doesn't it? That's interesting. Yep, here we go. Here we go, showing again. That there are, you know, and, and, and it's, it's a lot of stuff going on. I think you would know, too, because aren't the people, aren't the doctors getting a lot of flack with talking about racial disparities and stuff now in the hospitals? Oh, yeah. Doesn't it seem like they're getting yeah. a lot of flack? But it, but they we are, see so yeah. many times where it's true. It's not like they're making up the stuff, right? New data is coming out all the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All the yeah. time. All the time. Check that out, folks. Black Patients less likely to get high-tech prostate cancer therapy found in Health Day News. So this is an article on not all dietary fiber is created equal. I wanted to do this, as I told you, I was just Mm -hmm. diagnosed with an elevated cholesterol that's been increasing slowly over the years, but I have Mm -hmm. a very, very high HDL. Mm-hmm. But my LDL has been creeping up a little bit, and that's the bad cholesterol. Mm-hmm. But although mm-hmm. I do have some heart protection from HDL, yes. I don't want to take any more chances. Elevated cholesterol is elevated cholesterol, and that is an independent risk factor for heart disease. Mm-hmm. So this article, Dietary Fiber Gets a Lot of Praise for Helping People Feel Full and for Lowering the Risk of Certain Types of Disease. Yet many types of dietary fiber exist. And they don't all work the same, according to a small study. When you actually get down to it, fiber is increasingly heterogeneous. It's very, very different. Says study co-author Michael Snyder, a professor and chair of genetics at Stanford. It's like saying all animals are the same. His team focused on two popular fiber supplements to see how they affected cholesterol and blood sugar. Most people get too little fiber in their diet, and supplements could, could potentially close this gap, the researcher said in background notes. Arabinoxylan is a grain fiber found in common supplements such as Metamucil and Silylium husk. Inulin is found naturally in fruits and vegetables such as bananas and asparagus. It's very, very clear. Arabinoxylan overall does reduce cholesterol. Other fiber, inulin, didn't work for lowering cholesterol in most participants, but did trigger inflammation and in some higher doses led to a fight in a marker for liver damage. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Neither lowered blood sugar. People do still respond differently, Snyder said. There are some people that didn't respond to a ribino, a rabino, xylan, but ironically, they did lower their cholesterol with inulin. There's at least one participant who did that. The study con- included 18 healthy individuals who volunteered for these three sessions, each three weeks long. For one session, participants took 10 grams daily of either chicory, inulin, or a ribino, xylan for a week, then 20 grams daily for a week, and 30 grams daily for a week. The volunteers then took six to eight weeks off, and they ate what they usually would. When they returned, they followed the same protocol, but for the other supplement. During the third session, they took a supplement containing five types of fiber that included inulin and aribinoxylan. The participants logged their foods and provided samples of their blood, urine, and stool. The researchers measured activity levels of gut bacteria, genes, proteins, and lipids. Effort was meant to get a readout of all metabolic and microbiological efforts of the fiber. The research team found that most variation in measurements related to gut bacteria 
bacteria. Some of those bacteria increased when more aribinoxylan was eaten, and some decreased, and some increased regardless of what amount of aribinoxylan was consumed. All the tested supplements shifted the composition of a participant's microbiome. The collection of micro... I took a course in that at YSU last year. Collection of micro of microbes living in the body, according to research. Many of the participants who consumed high levels of aribinoxylan had a drop in LDL cholesterol, the bad cholesterol. Those taking a mixed supplement also had a drop, not by as much. During the study, researchers also found that the mechanism by which aribinoxylan removes cholesterol from the body was, was not through binding, as previously suspected, but rather by converting it to bile acids, Snyder said. We've come out with a whole new mechanism for how cholesterol is probably reduced, and it involves your microbiome. Wow. While aribinoxylan reduced LDL cholesterol for most of the participants, some experienced smaller decreases. The researchers think there may be a link to protein consumption. In the ambulance research, researchers found a spike in inflammation in most people at the highest dose and the liver damage marker in three individuals. Yet in one person, the high dose of inulin decreased inflammation. Snyder said one of the main study takeaways is that participants responded differently. You shouldn't just assume, I'm going to take this, it's going to work. I think you should take this and say, now, did it work for me? The team is continuing to study aribinoxylan and inulin, as well as two additional types of fiber. That's where it is right now, but there's no question we should be able to get predictive about this, Snyder said. We're not there yet. The findings were published in April 28th in Cell Host and Microbes. Dr. Natalie Bello directs hypertension research at the Schmidt Heart Institute at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles. That some individuals had a response opposite to that of many in the study, hammers home the need for individualized treatment strategies, which we've known for a lot of other diseases, mm-hmm. said Bello, who was not involved in the study. Our understanding of the interaction between dietary components and the microbiome is in its infancy, so future work examining dietary patterns and fiber supplementation will be helpful. Prior data has shown benefits associated with higher dietary fiber intake and lower blood pressure, Bello said, but a high-fiber diet isn't for everybody. A healthy diet along with regular exercise at adequate sleep and blood pressure, blood sugar, and cholesterol control are the mainstays of improving heart health. Diets associated with improvements in fat called lipids include DASH, vegetarian, and Mediterranean. Oh, yes. So there you have it. So there we have it. And we can say in our step-by-step weight loss boot camp masterclass, our 12-week comprehensive weight loss program, the diets that we have there and we have menus there, 1,200 calories, 1,600 calories, 1,800. We have the DASH diet and the Mediterranean. Uh, And we also have what is called flexitarian as well. So, yeah, it's a balance, actually. It's always a balance when it comes to your eating, your fiber, even with your fiber, too. It's a balance. This ends our show, Dees. So what tips do you think that we should think about then? Well, we have a lot of really interesting information <clears throat> there. You started out with the vitamin C information, which I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the foods and vegetables. We won't forget the spinach soup. <laughs> 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 of course, we know fruits and vegetables uh-huh. um, are high. Um, specifically, they talked about kale and broccoli mm-hmm. and um, potatoes. Yes. Kind of interesting in terms of uh, green peppers and mm-hmm. red peppers, mm-hmm. bell peppers, high in vitamin C. 
And then when you talk about fruits, which we know a little bit more about, but of course the guava fruits, the papaya, which I'm going to go, I love papaya. Mm-hmm. Papaya, yes. Papaya, and uh, of course oranges that we've known about and so forth. So, and, and as you pointed out, it's really hard to get toxic vitamin C levels because as you said, we have expensive, when you just pee it out so you have expensive urine. Yes. <laughs> it, it's just uh, another thing to increase your vitamin C. And it's, you know, we talked about some of the diseases that it's helpful for neurodegenerative diseases and the common cold and so forth. So I'm a big vitamin C person. Yes. Um, Yes. And then the article that we talked about, all dietary fibers uh, is is not created equal. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're just looking at inulin and arabinoxylan from an experimental standpoint. And as we found out with cancer treatment, Mm -hmm. not all fiber with everybody is cookie cutter. Right. Some people respond differently in terms of their blood lowering, cholesterol lowering capabilities than others. And then lastly, yet again, yet again, black people less likely to get high-tech prostate cancer therapy. Yes. And yet again, another, yet again, example of health care disparity. Yes. That's what we're talking about right there. Health care. Health care disparities. So as we said during the beginning of the COVID epidemic, you know, the COVID epidemic took a gab off of an, uh, an unacceptable situation. But these healthcare disparities have been around for a long time. And, you know, they're just, they every now and then rear their ugly head when somebody does the research. Yes. You know, it's one thing to talk about anecdotal information, but when somebody does the actual research, and these were pretty, pretty good studies. Pretty, yes. You know, yes. comprehensive studies that showed that African Americans were not getting. Uh, they weren't having the access kind of to, yeah, treatment. yeah, to the yeah. treatment. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. So, yeah. and it's not just that; it's other, as we know, other diseases. Yes, well. so, yes, yes. Yeah. There it is. So we still got a lot of work to do, even in our hospitals. We do have a lot of, yeah, we do. We absolutely do. Yes, we yep. do. Okay. Well, as always, folks, for more information, go to our website. VickiDoFitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook, and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickydofitness.com.